0: When you think about the people taking to the streets in protest, who do you picture? Is it a young person, maybe a uni student? Older people have always been part of progressive movements but elder protesters aren't much thought of or seen and that's a big issue. I'd like to hear from you on this. Do you show up to a protest or engage in other forms of activism? Have you felt ageism in your movement or cause? Dr Effie Georgis is a historian at the University of Newcastle and Helen Kfeld is a member of the Knitting Nanners, a, in inverted commas, disorganised, of older, mostly women, fighting climate change for the kiddies, in their words. Welcome to you both.
1: Hi. Good morning.
0: Good morning. Effie,
1: how did the stereotype of the young protester come about? I think there's two reasons for this. I think the first one is we have to think about what are the motivations for people protesting. And traditionally, we think things like, you know, people are angry, people are dissatisfied, people want to create a disruption. Uh, But that's not the only reason that people protest. Uh, When we see people protesting, it's usually because they're thinking of others. It's more important, I think, to see it as a civic duty. They're trying to improve the lives of others. So, yes, there are people who do want to create a disruption. There is anger. But quite often the real base motivation is we want to change things for the better. We want things to be better for people around us. So it's not so it's. Also turning to the second reason, there's sort of an advantage, I think, for governments who don't want people to protest or want people to oppose their laws. There is a little bit of an advantage for them to label, oh, well, it's just the young people who are protesting. They're just angry. They just want to, you know, they can just sort of push it to the side. Whereas if we see protesters who, for who they are, which are people who really want to improve the lives of others, then other people can relate to them and maybe other people will be encouraged to protest. So I think that there's two reasons why usually we see protesters as young people, but it's not the case. Mm. Is it a case of youth
0: not having as much at stake
1: or being naive to consequence at times? I think that's definitely a factor as well. I know, so my research is mainly about the anti-Vietnam War movement, and I know that a lot of the younger activists were more carefree. They were more militant. And yes, perhaps they didn't think of the consequences, perhaps because they didn't have families. But I think there's a sociologist who wrote in the 70s that without people who have time on their hands, great revolutions would never get off the ground. And I think that a lot of it has to do with time as well. Young people have more time than People who mm-hmm. have families and full-time jobs, but similarly, elderly people also have more time if they're retired, for example.
0: Mm-hmm. Helen, why did you join the Knitting Nanas?
2: Well, I actually started as a protester <laughs> in the Vietnam War protest, so I've been protesting all my life, really. Ah, so you've I been both the...
0: ends of the spectrum yeah, in a way.
2: Both ends, yes. And I joined the Knitting Nanas when I moved to the country. Um, be partly, well, I knew about them in Sydney. I moved to the country just over five years ago and because I'm almost retired now, I had more time and I joined the Knitting Nanas... Uh, well, I wasn't exactly sure what I was getting into, but something about them attracted me. I'd seen them at various protests in Sydney, setting up their tents and talking to people and stuff. <clears throat> so when I moved to the country, I joined and I just found it. I felt like I'd found my tribe. Mm. I found my family, uh, like-minded people, all very different as individuals, very different people, coming from all different backgrounds and so forth, but coming together with a common purpose.
0: Helen, do you see some of the issues that you were protesting about when you were younger coming through in your work now with Knitting Nannas?
2: Well, sadly, yes. I mean, I think the environmental issues, some of them we've known about that whole time and nothing much has really changed. So it's, yeah...
0: Mm. Effie, what does thinking of these movements as for the youth do for us culturally? Can it be a hindrance to progress?
1: Yes, definitely, because if we see, for example, if the population, which are not all young people, see only young people protesting, then they're going to be less likely to want to do it themselves. Because in their minds, they'll think, well, you know, protest is not really looked upon as well. It's only really the young people. It's not something that older people do. And so they can't relate to the protesters. Mm. So if we see protest as something that everybody does, because realistically, everybody does it, whether they're marching in the streets, which is public protest, whether they're sending donations into organisations, whether they're filling out petitions, whether there's many, many different things, organisation in the background of protest movements, they're protesting. And really, it happens across the spectrum. I'm Stephanie
0: Cabanjana Kenyondequere, and this is Life Matters on ABC I'm joined by Dr. Effie Kara a historian at the University of Newcastle, and Helen Kveld, a member of the Knitting Nanas. I'd like to hear from you on this. Do you show up to a protest, engage of other forms of activism, activism, and have you felt ageism? in your movement or cause. Julie from Mianjin, Brisbane writes, yes, I'm in my 70s and I marched in protest of refugees imprisoned on Manus and Nauru. I had trouble keeping up with the other protesters, but I can still shout very loud. Helen, how does the visibility of the Nanas help you and others feel like they can participate in environmental activism?
2: Well, I think the knitting nanas is very effective because even though we might not be large in numbers, we're very visible because we're we're black and yellow, Mm. sometimes with slogans like, well-behaved women never made history. (laughs) And some of us carry like big yellow and black sunflowers. So we look colourful, we look interesting. And interesting, I have found that on the whole people really love the Mm nannies. Like the young people in marches or protests come up to us and say, we love the nannies And even people on the streets tend to be uh, a little bit uh, kinder. We don't get so many shouts of get a job, (laughs) Um, although we do get a little bit. And... uh, I think it's been very important in my experience that the nanas join with the young people. So we always support the school strike, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite a lot of us have joined other movements like Extinction Rebellion, Blockade Australia, Rising Tide. And I guess in the last few years, the nanas have been more and more prepared to be arrested.
0: Oh, that's that's an interesting turn. And also important, talking about intergenerational change and learning there, Effie, how do older people historically participate in protest? Has it been less visible in the past?
1: Well, yes, definitely. If if we're looking at the anti-Vietnam War protests movement. This came after peace organizations started being set up in Australia, so over a decade afterwards. So the people who were protesting Vietnam were part of these peace organizations and they were being integrated in a way they were serving as overseers in many ways. So The young people who were going out and protesting, they were taking their cues from the peace organisations, the types of things that they would do, the types of, so they would have parties, they would have barbecues, social get-togethers, they would get together and have working bees so they could send out leaflets. And all these sort of things that they would do, they were taking from these organisations that had been around for a much longer time. So... Really, historically, what we can see is that younger people did want older people to be involved, not only because they were going to get this incredible amount of knowledge, life knowledge and activist knowledge, but also because it would give their movement a veneer of respectability. If we have these people protesting with us too, we can't just be relegated as just these young people who are just protesting and, you know, they're not thinking clearly about what they're doing, for example.
0: Not to be quixotic, but... It does make me wonder if sometimes there's a clash or a separation between young and older protesters if the younger ones are protesting what they feel they've inherited from older people.
1: Yes, definitely, definitely. And maybe that's one of the reasons, and I'm not the best person to answer this question, Helen would be because she's the one that's involved in knitting That that they... Perhaps older people feel, okay, hang on a second, we need to do this. I think what I've been reading is a lot of older people who are protesting now feel like they need to do this because they feel guilty about how the world has gone and they want to make sure that it's better for those after them. Well, Helen, to
0: you, what are some of the conversations that you've had with younger people and have you had any of those clash moments?
2: Uh, not really clash moments, sort of on a personal level, because I agree with them. I mean, our generation and, and I guess previous generations for the last 200 years have been wrecking the planet. So I, I totally agree with that. And I find that the young people, say in blockade or the school strike, they really appreciate having older people with them. Um the last march I went on in Sydney, I'd, I told them, I said, I've got a dodgy knee and I can't walk very far or very fast. They said, good, we'll put you in front. <laughs> so I had to march in front and everybody had to go so slow. And we had a sort of police escort, but they couldn't really hurry us up. Mm-hmm. And when we got to the end, they said, we're going to put the nun- nanas in the front every time.
0: I, I so love. It actually,
2: work quite well.
0: What What a great use of your your capacity, but also <laughs> pushing back at uh, the speed <laughs> that sometimes is not conducive to the conversation that you need to have when you're you're protesting. Helen, did many of your peers from back in the Vietnam War days maintain their activism now?
2: I'm not really sure. Um, some, yes. Um, but, yeah, I'm not really sure about that. Mm, Okay.
0: I wonder if uh, there's a sense of risk and risk-taking. You did mention that people these days are more prepared to be arrested. Yeah. Is that something that you've seen on the rise with knitting nanas?
2: Oh, definitely. I mean, I've been arrested myself and... We've had several nanas on the mid-coast arrested recently in forest protection, like, you know, locking onto things, climbing trees. Mm. Nanas have been quite brave and, yeah, been arrested and charged. There were also some charged in Newcastle in a recent rising tide action where they climbed onto a coal train.
0: Wow. I'm Stephanie kabanana Kinyandakwe, and this is Life Matters on ABCRN and it looks like, Helen, you've got a fellow nana who's just joined and also texted us in. Gemma in Sydney on Gadigal Country says, I've just joined Knitting Nanas and as soon as... To be 50-year-old, I find it inspiring. Far from the sweet old lady-nana stereotype, older women already hold society together through their family, community and voluntary unpaid labour. It is time we had our views taken seriously, says Gemma. And also David has sent this text. At 67, I started a charity to protest the violent abuse and denial of LGBTIQ people in Uganda and other East African countries countries. We have saved many lives, but the fight goes on. Effie, how does ageism play into protest movements now?
1: Well, I think that ageism, if you look in the movements themselves, ageism really is not there to to the extent that perhaps we'll see from the outside. So I'll give two examples. One, Helen has already brought up, which is the environmental protest movement. You go there and you see a very wide spectrum of ages and you see people who are elderly and people are young working together. Uh, also... Very, very classically in Australia, some of the best organised protests in Australia now are Indigenous protests, particularly the 26th of January protests. And at those protests, there are always Aboriginal elders. They're, They're always involved in these protests. So we can really see that in the protest movements themselves, ageism doesn't seem to be around. The ageism is coming from outside through our perspectives of protest. And we get those perspectives through the media. So if a protest happens, so those of us who go to protests, we can see what's going on. Everyone is lovely to each other. You know, these really sort of peaceful protests, respect. And then we see it reported in the media. And in the media is a little bit of a different story sometimes. And we really only see the young people who are doing what they do and perhaps there are perhaps a slant put on what they're doing so we see this from the outside and so of course the general public who are not at this protest which is most of the population see this separation that perhaps we don't see when we're there marching on the street Mm.
0: Helen I wonder apart from making a difference are there other benefits that you get out of being involved with the knitting nanas
2: Yes, there are lots, I think, on a very personal level yeah, for me, and I think for probably most of the nanas as well, it's an enormous help in dealing with climate grief because I think most of us feel pain probably every single day of what is happening to the world and the planet. and It's been intensified again for me moving to the country and seeing the fires destroy not only people's homes, it's so many animals' homes, so just so much destruction. So being able to get together and share that grief actually does help. I think it it helps it not to turn into like a chronic depression.
0: Mm. Mm.
2: And I think the comradeship and when we get together, we always manage to have a bit of a laugh and a joke as well, and I think that helps.
0: Yeah, laughter is a great medicine for all of us in many ways, isn't it? I'll finish on this text. I'm 70, listening to current discussions about old people and protests. And remember, all us grannies came through in the 60s. We are the veterans of protest. We organized the moratoriums, July 4 demos, high school underground newspapers. Of course, we still protest. My thanks to Dr Effie Georgis, a historian at the University of Newcastle, and Helen Kveld, a member of the Knitting Nanas, a disorganisation of older women fighting climate change for the kiddies. If you're interested in learning more about their work, head to their website. It's knitting nanas spelled N-A-N-N-A-S dot com.
1: Stream any ABC radio station live and on the go. Discover new podcasts, music and audiobooks, all free on the ABC Listen app.